watching The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I am Noelle Freisen and... I'm Eric Anderson. And today we're going to talk about how not to get effed because everybody's out to... Everyone's out to f*** you. I said it. In business. I said it. Oh my God. <laughs> so how do you not get effed? Well, that's a good question. Um, Don't go to the gym. <laughs> um, so oh, you have man. to be prepared you have to know what you're getting into so i like to do research i like to look at all the different angles of what could or could not happen and try to understand my transaction or my experience or um whatever it is that i'm trying to protect myself from um going to youtube looking up horror stories is always great trying to figure out things to avoid and um that way you know what the issues are in advance. And what's the one thing that can save you from getting effed? Um, knowing what it's like to get effed. And um, sometimes you want to get effed because if it's part of a bigger strategy, but we'll talk about that in a second. Sometimes you want to be dicked over? Yeah. Or after whatever expletive we're using. I find that very misogynistic and uh, discriminatory against men. Right, but we have yeah, I, I, I would say something else, but I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> what if you get boobed over? <laughs> so, of course, we have our power panel, guys. So we have Nima Mary, managing partner at a Mary Law Firm. He is our lawyer. He is our legal eagle. And he is going to help Key it. troublemaker. He's the person who you call when you're getting aft. And then... Hopefully after. I don't really know what wants that. <laughs> Interrupt. <laughs> and then we have Omar Sharif. He is our VP at Alexander Anderson Capital Group. He is someone who is going to tell us all of the stories about how he avoided mm -hmm. all of these things, right? Because right. he has a ton of great stories. And he's someone you want to deal with if you don't want to get effed. That's right. He is Keep your very, money safe. very good. That's right. So. Anyway. Let's start off. Let's start off with what are some of your horror stories? What are some so of the things that we should look for? So let's just say being effed. So just it's turned into this F thing. But right. what we really mean is um, what liabilities do you have in the world? What are uh -huh. things you need to work out uh, or to watch out for? So um, it's in real estate, obviously. In real estate, obviously. There's so many things and so many issues in life. But a lot of people don't understand that owning a piece of property or owning a transaction or being involved in a transaction comes with liabilities. A lot of it. Okay. And a liability is something that you are responsible for. And a liability could be something as easily as something falling off a building, right? So let's say you are in contract to buy a building and you close, it's 12 o'clock, it's now 12.01. And guess what? A brick just fell off the building. Well, whose problem is that? It's now your problem. I think it's a pedestrian walking by's problem. <laughs> it's everybody's problem. Why didn't you it's know about night that? Night. Why didn't you look? You have to look out for these things. You have to know these things in advance. So it's our, our goal here today is to point out areas of concern um, for you to be aware of moving forward. And that's for people who are investors and for real estate agents, because real estate agents have a lot of liability that they have absolutely, to look out for absolutely. a lot. That's why we have ENO insurance, errors and omissions insurance. And um, it's exciting because we have um, Nima, who's very experienced in um, dealing with liabilities, because he knows how to sue people. When I they, love to sue the shit out of when people. they don't perform One properly. Of my favorite things to do is and, mess your day up. Well, the truth is that anyone can sue anyone for any reason, and you can sue any party that you remotely feel was involved. Correct? God bless America. <laughs> 
So give me your horror stories. I want to hear the worst. Well, so I, I just want to add one thing. Eric B, Eric talked about getting, you know, can we say, can we, is FCC going to come down and I'm raid my house? I'm not going to say it. He's going to bleep My us. wife will get upset. All right. Oh. So e Eric, um, <laughs> you can say so, no, effed. Yes, we'll say effed. effed. Um, so Eric talked about getting effed by basically life, right? By things outside your control, by circumstances, by, you know, a brick falling, just ways to not get effed as a result of uh, things that just happen through the course of nature. The reality is every single one of you watching this podcast has either been effed in a business transaction, a friendship, or will be. Or will be. If, if, I will. I would even put a wager. I would put a a wager on this, but it'd be impossible to test. Noel's not allowed to bet. I'm that not allowed to bet in my house. Everyone will be aft at one point in their life, and will continue to be aft. So the goal of today's lecture or today's podcast is not to prevent you from getting aft because it's impossible, but to teach you to look out for flags. Um, to prevent you from getting effed as many times as you will. To like. educate you to minimize the extent effing. of your effing. Yes. Omar. Because you're going to get effed. So tell us, have you been effed? I have, unfortunately. <laughs> For all you ladies out there, he does not come with a clean title. <laughs> <laughs> good one. A little um, real estate humor there. All right, so I like within, it. Within real so estate. That was good. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, got jokes. Sorry. Um, so within within real estate, I think um, you know the the outlook or mindset I have is to have a healthy set of defense, you know, have have a defense in everything that you do. So when you go into a deal, have have a contingency for everything that can go wrong, and then just put things in place. You always need an attorney. You always need insurance. You always have to fact check who you work with, your contractors, and then even if you do all that, sometimes you're still going to get effed. But Let's talk about who's going to f you the most, right? Well, or who's, who he has effed you the most? Yeah, How what's your big your F story? I would say um, within the three I just named, when you're doing flips, your contractors, without a Except doubt. our boy Danny. Except Danny. That's how we got him. Well, can you give an example of one time that you were like, Arr. Sure. So I would say just an, uh, almost on every deal I've done, there's some issue that comes up. But the bigger ones have come from contractors not finishing their work. And if I mistakenly paid them in advance, they disappear afterwards. And then it's a game of me just getting back, trying to get back in contact with them, and I just cut it off. So. Okay, so you your mistake was trusting and paying people in advance. So rule number one, never pay people in advance? Correct. Mm. What about a deposit? Mm. We just talked about that. Deposit, I would do if it's, an, if it's an upfront deposit to get them started, yes, a small deposit. But I wouldn't even give big deposits. It, what's, uh, what's everyone's rule number one for not getting effed? Because I think that everyone's going to have a different answer. What's your what's your rule number one for not getting? Know out? your players and know the game you're playing. And is two things. That's like you can't. And know the game you're playing. Okay. What's yours? You just said it. Be on the defense. Out. Wouldn't be on. It was just don't pay your contractors. In I advance. have one that I'm actually going to steal from him because I thought it was great when we were talking about this before the show. Mm -hmm. Have insurance. It shows that you're an adult and you're forward thinking. Okay. So I'm going to say to everyone, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. It is do not give a shit about other people's feelings because that's how you get effed. If you start off every transaction not caring about offending someone, you will likely not put yourself in a position to get effed because you're only going to be thinking about yourself. We have to be people at the same time. We just can't be robots. Like you can't go into it being like, you have to care about other people's feelings. He didn't Not when it comes he, to your business. So he didn't say he didn't care about people. He said he didn't care about their feelings. 
about offending them. Okay, there's two different scenarios. So I unfortunately care about people's feelings, which as I'm learning, as I get older, um, I, I've learned that you can't always care about feelings. You have to look at it as here's the business, this is what we're going into, and if you structure it as a business transaction, okay. then yeah. there's no feelings in a business transaction. Feelings come in later when there's a problem, when someone needs more money or someone doesn't do something properly, that's when the feelings come in, and that's when you have to make decisions. Yeah, or if you have a contractor and you don't want to do a detailed contract or you don't want to be a jerk and tell him, hey, buddy, it's two days in, you don't have enough people on crew because you're like, oh, he's going to get upset and I don't, I don't want to offend him because then it's just going to get worse, right? It's these stupid, weak decisions that cause you guys to get effed, right? Walk into a room, don't be an asshole, don't be a jerk, okay. but do what is in your best interest, do what is right, do what you bargain for. Do not feel about, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't wanna say that, or that's mean, or that's offensive. No, if you feel the need that you have to say something, you're already getting effed. You're already in the, the stages of getting effed. The question is, stages. stop being <laughs> passive aggressive, where it's gonna boil up, and then you're gonna explode. Nip getting effed in the butt. So I, I want, I want, <laughs> So basically, <laughs> and that's have a contract in writing. Correct. Have everything okay. in writing. Have your pieces in writing. Know what your expectations are. Okay? That's how you're not going to get effed. I, I want man. our audience to know what are some of the things. So we talked about, you said contractors. <coughs> mm -hmm. Contractors are one way that investors get effed. What are other ways that people, what are other liabilities oh, well, this people is, are So finding? liability. So, okay, fine. You sign a contract. Now I know, right, that I have a job site. This guy, this contractor is doing a job at property 123 Main Street. See, this is where you okay. guys are covering a whole. 123 Main area. Street. Well, what we'll get back to your, to your area. No, no, before, but, before we even get to the contractor. And what's that? What's that? This was a turf you guys cover. What's well, the no, first part gonna, of every deal? We're going to talk about the real the estate money. and the contract. purchase. Before you even get the contract, right? The purchase. Who's, who do you, who do you represent? Agent. Your agent. Well, that's a whole other. That's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. So that's, that's where like the agent starts, right? Today's market, no contingencies, cash only. So that's about liability. So let's let's just go back to my example really quick. So one, two, three Main Street. Your contractor does that deal. You hire him. All of a sudden, he has bricks all over the yard, bricks on the roof. He forgets to do something. A storm happens. Something happens. A brick flies across the road and hits someone's car, or hits someone. God forbid. Guess what? Who gets sued? Everybody gets sued. The contractor, you as the owner. Um, if you have a sign in the window, because let's say you're representing that property um, as a real estate agent and you're trying to lease that, you'll get sued too because your sign is on the window. The lawyers sue everybody. So how do you prevent that? Make sure that you know who your contractor is. Make sure that that person is um, reliable. Make sure that that person is insured. Check their insurance. How many people actually check their insurance before they hire someone. I would say what, 20% of the people out there? Very few Even people less. do it. It's such an important thing. Um, and also understand that just because you have all of these boxes checked off and you've done everything correctly, doesn't mean that you st still shouldn't worry and it yeah. doesn't mean that you still shouldn't look. So I know Omar, who checks all these boxes, still goes and checks his job sites. I do, and even then things still happen. Um, and go back to the contractor, you can't, there's always gonna be circumstances where the contractor doesn't do what they're supposed to do and puts you at a risk. Except our boy Danny. 
Except Danny. <laughs> Shout out to Danny. <laughs> from what I from what I'm hearing, so you have the liabilities happen with your real estate agent or liabilities that a real estate agent has. Then you have the liabilities of investment, and then you have liabilities that we haven't even gotten to of landlordship and ownership. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm keeping it so. There's like, if you talk about, I don't want to deviate this. In my mind, I don't want to deviate this conversation into liabilities because there's a far. There's a difference between liability and getting effed. To me, it's not the same thing. To me, a liability is a liability, exactly what it is, right? Something that you need to look out for to prevent getting sued or taking a loss. Getting effed, right, is really every aspect of a. Of, of your life, your business transaction. It is just a, we're talking about a very, very raw form of how you're gonna live and do business, right? It's not fancy like liability. It's when you show up to that site and your real estate agent, right? Cause guess what everyone, everybody is selfish, except those of us on the Remix podcast and the Alexander Anderson real estate group. <laughs> but everybody else is selfish. They just care about themselves. It's the basic form of psychology, right? It's Darwinism at its finest. It's Freud, every psychologist, every psychiatrist, everyone discusses it. People care about self-preservation. People don't give a shit about you because you're friends, you're laughing together, right? They're, they're doing that, it's politics, grow up. They're worried about putting food on their table for their family. They're worried about their children if they're, they're successful. That's their priority, not you. Right. Uh, okay. I have. I have. I have something that I just did that I want to know my liability. Okay. So Here's I'm that I'm, word again. I want to know my effingness of it. All right. Okay. All I right. want to know how effed am I. There we go. Now so, we're talking podcast style. So we went and we were looking at houses on Sunday, and Don't we kiss and, tell. and we couldn't. We couldn't see. We didn't see anything we liked. We went home. I looked again on the MLS, and I saw a house that I was like, it's in the perfect place. And it's on the perfect block, and it looks like it could be perfect, but they didn't have pictures. Final and best was due next day morning. So I made an offer on sight unseen. Now, what is my liability if they accept that offer? No, it's residential real estate. They're going to accept it, and then you're going to get into attorney review rider period, and then you're going to drive over and look inside. Now, if you continue to do that deal without going inside, and oh no, 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 that wouldn't happen. And they're going to then they're going to this is what's going to happen. I'm going to we'll talk about this next podcast. If they accept uh, Noel's offer, they're going to turn around and get into attorney review, and they're going to make the whole transaction as is, no contingencies. Right? That's what they're going to push for. And if it doesn't pan out, which it likely won't, because if Noelle is smart, she's going to talk to Eric or Omar or any of the other experts on this panel, and they're going to tell her, "You played yourself. Don't do it." Um, you know, why did she play herself? Because she's walking into a transaction she's never even seen, she's never even looked at. But I, I know no I'm going into attorney review. I've done that before. And, and get out of attorney review. No contingency. She hasn't. She can go through attorney review. She can have an inspection contingency. She can have a mortgage contingency. But in my in my model, that the the what they're proposing is as is. But they didn't say that in but the, they didn't in the say thing. That. You're well, adding a model. That that's uh, that's my that's what okay. I'm guessing is going to happen. So this whole thing is me just guessing, guys. Right. But the worst how case scenario. How can she get effed in this scenario? She can end up stuck in a contract in a house that she can't get out of. She's not going to be able to get financing for. It. She's going to lose her deposit. Okay. So the worst case scenario. Is that you I would lose, lose my your deposit, deposit, but you'd have to make it first, right? Right. But if I'm in attorney review, then I don't, I can't get effed because I can literally tell my attorney, I want out. The trick would be once they accept your offer, mm -hmm. okay, to send that letter, and you're in attorney review, mm -hmm. you have to have the person that represents you, your mm -hmm. agent, somehow create an excuse for you to get back in that house. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's it. And, and my back in, and she's never been in. My my real estate agent has already thought about that. So you have a very good real estate agent. I do. Right? 
<laughs> I do. I look at the, I look at the empty spot right there. You know, so that's that's what happens when you're dealing with people who are super professional. And guys, that's these are all things of how you prevent getting effed, right? You don't go hire your your buddy or your friend who just happens to have a real estate agent license who just wants a deal, right? You go out and you source for someone who's credible. So let's reverse this scenario, right? Now we're going to say that I'm the homeowner. Mm -hmm. How do I present? How do I prevent getting effed from what Noel just from said? what I did? Because I did a, it wasn't a nice thing. So. What Number one thing. I submitted an offer without knowing if I really. It's want not that it's not a nice thing. There's nothing wrong with what you did. He Absolutely caused that. Nothing wrong with what you did. Not you. He created that scenario. It, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. It's but not as that seller, right? One of the things that I always do when I represent others, and even for myself, if I know that that person was never in that house, and that's a question that I would ask. So if I was the agent that represented that seller, I would say, "Was this person in the house?" If I didn't know you were in that house. Right, uh -huh. I would make sure that I knew you were in that house. If I knew that you were not in that house, I would not allow them to accept your offer. Uh, as again, yeah. that cuts down to why you want, even as a seller, you want a good agent, not just your friend. What Eric just described, right, is he's he's playing he's playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. He's understanding that no <laughs> person, <laughs> no person is that stupid that they're gonna unless it's like a blowout deal, fifty cents on the dollar. As is, and everybody knows it's a it's a demo or flip, right? He knows no one's going to come in there and 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 just sign a contract as is without seeing it. So he knows for his client that's not the right move because yeah, maybe he gets a super high offer, but okay. now it's going to kick everything down at least three weeks, and it's going to get back to square one anyway because people are not that unrealistic. And so if I wanted that, if I rep that seller, that buyer, sorry, if I rep the seller and I liked her contract and it was better than everyone else's. I would have called her agent and said, you got to get your buyer in here within the next four hours before I can accept this offer. Yeah. Okay, so we probably won't get accepted, guys. It's okay, it's okay. When, when do you find out? Uh, supposedly today. Okay. I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for a call from, from our guy. Got it. So well, it, it'll luck. probably be a no. Yeah, everybody, cheers to Noelle's offer Thank getting you. accepted and her not getting effed. Right. But, but guys, she's putting herself in a precarious situation, right? Because as is the way this deal's starting, this, it smells a little like someone just was effing in that room. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't smell anything. I think there's nothing wrong with the room of the brokers. I think, and, you know, negotiate I mean, just yeah. so just so we know, this this market and the specific town that I'm looking in. That's too aggressive with that. Is is <laughs> we have that back. is making it so you have to just be like. I don't know if I really want it, but I got to jump on it because there's nothing, and there's let's nothing be, there. And let's be a little bit fair. Noelle has looked at the outside of the house. And yeah. She does I want this neighborhood. I was stalking that house last night. I kept on driving by. I'm sure they've taken my license plate. Yeah. So she she wants the house. She wants the neighborhood. She wants everything. She And Noelle even found pictures of the inside of the house from I like did. 10 years ago when it was sold before. So she knows what she's getting into. She just hasn't been inside I think she's set herself up to get effed. I think that she's now put so much emotion into this transaction mm -hmm. and she's created in her mind a desire because of the exclusivity of it and the not knowing of it. I think she's now clouded her own judgment. Interesting, interesting you say that. That is very interesting because I have all last night I was talking about it. You're, you're right, I have put a lot of emotion into it. Now you want this and in your mind you've created something that He's is right perfect about that. You. He's right about that. But I don't know if it's right because I haven't seen inside. But, but it's, a, it's now you, you, you've effed yourself mentally. Well, 
you've seen the inside through pictures. Through pictures. And you said but to me, I like the pictures. Yeah, the pictures that I saw from go. 10 years ago were, were nice. But were anyways. Nice. And it's never rained from there ways, to now. <laughs> two ways that, that someone could be up there. So let's talk about um, buying a flip. Ooh. Okay. You, okay. Because buying a flip yeah. has some yeah. interesting challenges. How could you be effed in buying a flip? What should you do um, to prevent it? There's so many ways. Hi. <laughs> no, well, to start with, uh, most flips that you buy will be bought as is, and you may not have enough time to do a due diligence inspection. So it could be similar to that, your situation where you buy something and you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And your rehab estimates are not what you planned for, so they significant, you underestimate what the repair costs are. And it ends up being significant. Is that normal? Because on all of those HGTV shows, mm -hmm. they always do that. They're like, we're doing this sight unseen, guys. And they're always like, we don't even know. And then they walk in and they find weird things. And yeah. they find stuff. when they walk in, in with those Louboutins <laughs> and the sledgehammer. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, guys, I just put a hole through this wall. It turns out it was structural. Well, idiot, right. maybe you shouldn't be swinging right. sledgehammers through random walls before right. your architect comes inside. With your $1,000 shoes. Right. Like that. Yeah. So is this something, do you usually buy things sight unseen when you're doing flips? So I wouldn't say sight unseen, it does happen, but you buy things without doing the full inspection because you may not have the time to do it. If mm. there's multiple bids, they'll take the highest and best. If it's a good deal, you have to you have to. So in, in, in that situation, my opinion, money factor. If yeah. you're going into a bidding scenario on something that's as is, you know you're not gonna do your due diligence, I walk because I'm gonna be surrounded by idiots. Idiots who don't know that there's gonna be all these additional costs, idiots who don't know that the market can change, who don't know they're gonna go over budget, and those idiots are gonna bid up the property, they're gonna bid up the project, and then I'm gonna be chasing something that doesn't make sense. A good so point. I usually walk on those deals. So I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah, no, if it's multiple bids, you're right. I would I would walk too. But if it's an off-market deal and the seller's like, look, I don't have time to for you to come in and Love do those. your inspections, yeah. Love those. If it's an off-market, sometimes you'll find yourself bidding against one other person and the seller has a price in mind <clears> um, it's happened to me. I, I've significantly underestimated the repair cost, but it still, still ended up being a good deal. Because as long as you're in at the right price, yeah. no matter the market, you can make adjustments. You can make mm -hmm. you can make audibles. You can figure that out, right? Yeah. And in fact, I don't think I've ever bought an investment property with an inspection contingency. I haven't. Right. Either. If it's a good deal and everyone knows this place is trashed, because I look for trash places. What are, what are you going to say? Like they don't want an inspection. They want their cash. They want out. They don't want the headache. Yeah. All right. So now let's take that from the other angle. So if you're buying a flip that was that's being flipped and you're the one that's being flipped too, you're the end user, how can mm -hmm. you get uh, effed in that scenario? I got a great story for someone who got effed actually who was referred over to me by, by our friend Danny. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. So I don't mean to cut you off, Omar. Do you want to say a story? No. All right, because it's just popped in my mind. <laughs> Omar's like, yeah. I just love the topic, man. He's I'm like, I want to hear. Like, oh, I want to hear. All right. So this gentleman, um, I'm not going to get details, names, towns, <laughs> nothing like that, bought a house newly renovated, looked beautiful, right? Turns out all the windows were improperly installed, which was causing uh. a significant issue of leakage. Because again, guys, a lot of people out there now are watching HGTV, uh -huh. are listening to this podcast and thinking that, yeah. you know, just by a little bit of information, all of a sudden they're flippers, right? If that's even a real word. Um, Is so that what we call they you? do construction. No. They they cut corners. <laughs> they yeah. You they, need to take Omar's class before you actually fill the house. That, you need to yeah. start with Omar's class. Then you got to call yeah. him up. You know, lure him into a fake date, and then just get information out of him. <laughs> Recareercenter.com. So uh, so yeah. So he th this guy's now in a world of trouble because look, you're you're a young guy buying the flip. You see this house. It looks beautiful. There's a ton of lipstick on this pig, right? 
You walk up, it's there's gorgeous, a ton of lipstick on this pic, and you're you know you're looking at it, it's and you're like, true. this is this is great. But then ultimately, you put up your life savings. You've been saving every dollar to buy a house. Now you've got thirty thousand dollars worth of repairs. Okay, you know what? God bless this country and our legal system. You're gonna sue because you have the right to do it. So how would that person have prevented himself from? And what happened to their screwed? inspection report? Well, it's not, it's it's very unlikely going to catch it. Inspectors don't go take off your sidings, guys. Inspectors are very very superficial. They're very di it's very difficult, right? In situations like that, to actually prevent getting screwed. The siding. It wasn't the window itself. It was the window itself. It's behind the siding. So yeah, if it's not done, if it's not taped properly, right. some water gets in. It's going right into your house. So how did the buyer find out? Well, water started coming into his house. They took off one window after closing. After closing, and then they realized it's on all the windows. Wow. You, know, you need to put a special tape around the window that that basically weather uh, yeah. seals it. Now, if this, how, you really can't prevent that, other than getting very detailed. Right? Look for the seller. If your seller is John and Jane Doe, and they lived in that house for thirty years, guys, odds are that house was decently maintained. Right. Maybe not perfectly, but yeah. people care about what they own. If you're buying a house for, on 123 Main Street and it's owned by 123 Main Street LLC, well, guess what, guys? You're buying a house from a shell, really very little ability to recover. You're going to sue a company that no longer exists because it has no assets. You have to try to pierce the corporate veil. You're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a lawyer. You know, So really, if you're buying a flip in today's market, and it's funny because I just thought of this in terms of as I'm talking, I would say always look to who the seller is. And mm. if it is a newly formed LLC, beware, be extra cautious, and don't just go with a regular home inspection. Maybe get an architect in there. I, I don't know. I mean, just re but you have to really go to a family. So there's friend. no recourse. There is, but really, what are you going to do? Well, I've heard that places like <coughs> Walmart and like, I mean, nothing against Walmart, but it places like- Yeah, we ain't like, trying to get sued by Walmart. Right, I'll pass it, on that. Places, <laughs> big corporations are buying flips and actually getting into that business. They just had a CNN thing about well, it. Well, there was a- So how do you fight Walmart Jeff, when you- Jeff, Jeff Bezos bought his first two houses and home ownership- no, they're buying them and holding them for rentals. Homeownership yeah. is becoming a corporate enterprise. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. That's what and, I've and, heard. And because at the end of the day, you know, look, I don't know, go talk to an economist, although, you know, Warren Buffett thinks economists are idiots and they're all poor. But if you look at, you know, they talk about how we're not a country. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. I'll, 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 the quote's hilarious. We're not really, we're a service country. We're not manufacturing the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. And right now, money's in real estate. And it'll always be because people need a place to live. Right. So why not, corp, you know, when we grew up with the American dream was owning your own home. Now it's owning a home and renting it to someone else who can't afford that home. And so how that do home I find Amazon when they give me a bad home? Yeah, you look at these places in Italy, they give out free houses and you just move over there. Actually, I think <laughs> if Amazon was the one that gave you the bad home, it would be a better recourse. Then if, then it you would, was, if it was that yeah. one. It's a corporation that's fully insured. They have yeah. to pay it out. Yeah. You don't You don't worry about buying it from a corporation. And look, I'm just saying this universally. Everybody screws up. Everybody cuts corners. Mm -hmm. But if you're buying a, a hypothetical, a Toll Brothers property, mm -hmm. you know they're a massive enterprise right. that has financial holdings and 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 cares about their product. If you're you're buying from 123 Main Street LLC, who this dude renovated two bathrooms, has a couple bucks that he got from his inheritance and wants to now become an investor and flip a property, and he's cutting every corner that exists because he doesn't know better. What are you going to do? So that's actually scary because today's market is so strong that people are throwing offers of all these houses. So yep. if yeah. you want a house and that flip is the only one out there, what do you what do? You, do? Do? you have to weigh your well, risks. One, one thing you, you have to, that's your answer. You got to weigh your risks. Weigh your risks. But if you feel that the work may be shoddy, you could make sure that you get the permits from the city. 
Make sure the perm okay. pulls okay. Back. But that's good. Your lawyer should tell you. Listen, every yeah. lawyer, even good agents. I know. You know. I've spoken with Adam, who's not on today, but Adam tells his clients to do Oprah requests. Yeah. You go. Mm -hmm. It's a form. They have to turn over all the records. But guys, what does that really tell you? Because some stuff just doesn't require. Um, it doesn't. You're right. You know. I had a case actually where luckily this gentleman had he had money. And he was able to pursue, and we sued the home inspector, and we sued the broker and all that. But at the end of the day, his home inspection didn't reveal much because home inspections come with, if you read them, there's a thousand waivers in there. They yeah. say, this is yeah. just a cursory review. We can't, we don't make any guarantees. You know, if, if you have a bad roof, if you have, these are significant monetary repairs that go into a home. That's why I'm so adamant about f being against this culture today of, as is, where is, no contingency. Yeah. There's no way out of that. If you want a home and you don't want to be homeless, yeah. then you're going to have to waive something. I mean, we've, yeah. you're not out. I mean, you have yeah. a home, it's beautiful, and you know, you're 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 in a great place. No, I'm you're right. looking for a home, and literally, I will tell you the things that are on the market, I wouldn't put my worst enemy in. So so and again, guys, we're talking about getting effed. Today's society today's culture in real estate is you you walk out the door and you want to buy a place you're already in the pathway to get effed right you need to be even more diligent and careful like porno owl has a legitious kids she wants stability she wants a home these are all real things but guys when we talked about this in a prior episode right i think it was two three episodes ago when you get emotions involved and it's inevitable not to you are making decisions that may lead you to get effed. Now, when you're in a different, we're talking about residential. When you're in a world like commercial, right. like Eric, it's a different beast, right? Because you look at things, you know what you're getting, everything is as it is. Commercial, you can move stuff around. It's not a one family house, and usually it's a big purchase, you and you're get prepared. Emotional, but do you guys put emotions into anything? Oh, I get emotional. I'll be unfair. I am never emotional. <laughs> I don't. I laugh at that. No, I'm emotional about everything, I get attached to everything. Right. I love everything. Real estate is an addiction for me. It's like um, other people go gambling, I go buy buildings. Yeah. But I am learning that you can't be emotional. And when I am emotional, I'll turn to Nima or Omar or Noel and I'll throw out my thoughts and I'll say, this is what's going on. You know, I really want this, but look at all these other factors. Help me in a non-emotional point to manage um, and to decipher what's going on. So. Uh, another way to prevent yourself from getting effed is go seek advice. Yes. And if you don't Especially have the money to like talk a to a lawyer, okay, talk to one of your friends. Talk to someone that's been in that world or that's been in that industry. Talk to a contractor. Talk to somebody who can shed an unemotional spotlight on it. For you. I'm going to give you some credit here, Eric. You're not an emotional person. You are an emotional person in life. You are emotional because you love real estate. But when it comes to being a, or an investor, you are not emotional. The decisions you make are predicated off of value. I've never seen you overpay for a property. And if you were emotional, so Eric is a big investor here in Hackensack on Main Street. Eric, New Jersey. A, a, yeah, and, but he gets a lot of opportunities and he passes on a lot of stuff. He, for him, he loves Main Street. He basically created the Main Street Alliance here in Hackensack. This man even invented that billboard that says the sack. So if you want to send any well, emails, true. I had to help with a lot of other yeah. people. He that's was the, and he I was the brainchild of that, that big sack sign. That big sack sign. So if you ever thinking about the sack, think it was Eric Sack, right? No, it's not my sack. <laughs> no, I'm putting it's sack and sack. Eric Sack and sack. Right. So 
when you're thinking about this in context, Eric has had a ton of opportunities to the sack. <laughs> Eric has had a ton of opportunities. I know firsthand you have passed on a lot of stuff that you just knew was overpriced and didn't make sense. And you love this Main Street. You, you would impulsively buy everything if you wanted to. So you do love real estate, but you're not an emotional person. You make sound business decisions. But I've learned. So in the beginning, I was more emotional and I was just excited to get stuff. So it was very easy for me to have been effed in those circumstances. However, just growing up in my family, I, I knew a little about real estate, I knew a little bit about construction, so I was already ahead of the game. If I was a novice who had no experience with construction and who, who had no business experience at all, it would have been very easy for me to have a problem. But you were, yeah, so, so guys, yeah. He's an emotional, he's a big cuddly teddy bear, but there's a shark in there, right? Or at least a systematically <laughs> thought process person. Yeah. Well, I didn't want Omar to get all the dates. <laughs> Omar, how do you, do I don't you get emotional? Because <laughs> um, no. you don't seem like you'd get emotional. Well, well thanks. But uh, Omar I, seems like I he's don't. made contractors cry before for yeah. kids. <laughs> but Omar seems like the type of person who seems like you could be like, oh, he's going to be so sweet. But then inside. No, I think um, when it comes to investment decisions, I go based on the numbers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know. And you talk about that in your class all the yeah. time. You're like, the numbers have to make, have sense. To make sense. Which class? The, find, fun, the, well, the uh, fine, fun, flip right. and the burr. So gotcha. how does, how does following the numbers prevent you from getting out? Um, so I'll give you an example. I have a client right now who is looking to get into investing. And in the sack? Because you don't want to get after in the sack. Oh my God. He's not in the sack, but he's in a, he's in a different <laughs> sack. <laughs> Oh, man. No, so he's he's a well-funded client. Um, he's very successful, and he wants to get into flipping houses. And he recently bought a house that I was completely against um, because the numbers just didn't make sense. Okay. But he won. He's well-funded, so he's gonna do well. But I wouldn't recommend that deal to anyone else. He bought it based on emotions. He just wanted to get his feet wet. And it's a flip. It's a buy. It's a buy, rehab, and hold. It's a hold. Okay, so, so a he's gonna keep it long term. Yeah, but okay. the number is just So that's over. an answer. One way not to get effed is if you know you're gonna keep something in a longer term, yeah. you have more opportunities. And he's well funded. Yeah, so. okay. Yes. Well, there's extra value too. We'll have an accountant on here one day talking about how just holding a property has tax savings. That too, yeah. Right, so maybe you'll overpay because you don't care. Maybe your company like Amazon and wants 600,000 properties so you could depreciate them and reduce your bottom line off of profits. And he right. could fall into that category. He's a high earner. So his decision to get in was purely emotional. Um, it was an off-market deal. Just because it was off-market, he thought it was something he should pursue. Ah, there you go. So the word off-market could create a reason for someone to get off because they get yes. so excited and emotional. Right. That's it. That they're going to buy something that's off-market. Yeah. Which means? He overpaid, overpaid for the repairs, um, recently got it rented. But now it cash flows, and he's in it for the long run, so he's okay with it. He'll make his money back over time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but if he was to flip that, like if he was a regular flipper and that was a six month, he wouldn't have flip, made his money. He wouldn't happen? make money. No, he, he would have been effed. Yeah. Okay. Big time. Yeah. Understood. So because of that, I only focus on numbers. And you, you come across this all the time. People want to buy because they like the location, they like the house, they like the neighborhood, they like the story that how the deal came across came came to them, and it all made seem nice. But if the numbers don't make sense, I just don't get involved. Okay. So let's talk about another way to prevent yourself from, from getting after. Do your research on the buyer and the seller. Do your research on the people that are involved in the transaction. So um, one thing that, that Omer has Like stalk me, them, like Google them, like uh, go on their exactly, Facebook. Exactly, Google. Like, so I'll call Omer and I'll be like, I have this property I want to look at. And all of a sudden he's looked up who, it is, who owns it, where they're from, what school they went to. And he has a whole dossier on all the people that are involved. Oh, that's in a good scenario. idea. And what, what is that? What is that from one of your prior lectures? Not lectures, podcasts. What? 
play. Know your play. I don't know. What is it? So remember when Eric talk, uh, talked about just your team and mentorship, right? I'm not saying that they're mentors to each other because they're both at that sort of master level. But even at a master level, right, he has someone Different. that he can bounce off of and get information from. Right. So he's past the mentor level. But this goes this. If you guys listen to this podcast and you just listen to what we talk about, you can see how a bunch of stuff just coming out impulsively in real time stories actually links up to what we've advised you to do, right? So Eric doesn't need a mentor, but he still will go to somebody like Omar and throw an idea by him, right? Just to get from uh, well, someone He always this. says, don't go to Uncle Jack now unless Uncle Jack has done what you're looking for, right? Uncle go Jack to- has money, sub 10%. <laughs> yeah. Then you go to Uncle Jack real quick. <laughs> you go to the person, you go to someone who has that experience. Yeah. You go to someone who's been there, done that. The before. whole mentorship. So Eric, right. Eric talked a lot about that in a prior podcast where he said, find a mentor, an older person, someone who's done it, who's been in the game. Eric talked to you guys about his mentor when he was younger who kind of developed you know, his mindset on real estate. The stuff all ties in, guys. Don't listen to one of these podcasts because if you listen to one, you're not going to connect the dots. You want to get them all. Follow them, listen to them, and you will see how the dots connect. Well, you know what? That is a perfect segue. I'm just going to take a second, guys, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm going to take a second to say subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you want all of this goodness here, right, this handsome goodness. Yeah, I'm handsome now, Omar. Omar, you out, bro. <laughs> Bye-bye. You want to get all. No, 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 no. You she went get directly all... to me and then kind of went like that to you guys. <laughs> this good information and we talk about everything subscribe on youtube subscribe on spotify google Podcasts, apple apple Podcasts, myspace twitter <laughs> everything Instagram. just subscribe um because then you'll be able to to really you'll get alerted and we're gonna have and we always tell you what it's about so you can choose to listen or not but you're gonna want to listen and we actually have fun doing this and our goal is really to give you real life experiences and stories to help you move forward in in this career, um, whether you want to be a flipper, whether you want to be an investor, whether you want to be a broker, whatever it is. And I know a lot of our a lot of our people out there are landlords. And I know that landlords have a lot of effings. Guys, link up, get together. This entire state is now is barreling towards screwing you over. Honestly, my personal opinion, it has become ridiculous. (laughs) Why? Why is you're talking about New Jersey? Yeah. Right. Anyway. What? Yeah. No, New Jersey's awesome. It is. You're listen. talking about property taxes and all that. Good no, stuff. I'm talking about no, the, actually, the laws, legislation actually, being so actually, pro-tenant. Yeah. You brought up a good point. Property taxes, okay? Okay. When you're buying a property, understand that whatever the taxes are today doesn't mean that that's what the taxes are going to be tomorrow. They'll probably so, be higher. Always be concerned. Um, look at what your property taxes are. Give a call to the tax assessor and say, hey, are the taxes going to be going up? Is there an assessment coming to my town? Reval. What's going to happen? There's so many scenarios where people have actually bought stuff. They had no idea what was going on because nobody shared it with them. Because trust me, the sellers usually know this stuff. And within six months, their taxes went up 30 or 40%. That could crush you if you're in an investment. Also, if you're buying a flip, right? Because if you're buying a flip, then they've made the improvements. They might have added a bathroom yep. or, or a bedroom or something like or that. Or a house. Guys, if you did, you, if you crunch yeah. your numbers, remember, your mortgage company takes escrow. That means they're going to load up on the front. Maybe you'll get a credit back at the end. So if you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I can afford this house. This monthly payment is good. And then it goes up three, 400 bucks a month. That could be significant for a lot of you guys. That actually just happened to a friend of mine. He bought a house in Central Jersey, and it, w- it was one of the highest-priced homes in his neighborhood because of the market. 
and his taxes just went up by four thousand for the year. Wow. wow. He's trying to appeal it. That's significant. Like he can appeal it. He's Guys, over the course of ten years, that's yeah. forty thousand dollars. You're gonna live in your house for ten years, I'd hope. Yeah. So all of these extra factors that you have to be aware of, it's very important. Also understand, know what kind of, of utility services you have. Do you have heat? I'm sorry, everyone has heat. But do you have oil heat? Do you have gas heat? Um, what kind of water do you have? Do you have well water? Do you have municipal water? You know, what's the status of, of the community that you're in? You know, if you're buying, let's say, a condo, look at that condo. What are the financial um, do you have assessment position yeah. of that condo building? If you have a 40 or 50 unit condo building, do they have money? So many people just rush in and they buy stuff. And if their lawyer doesn't check to see what's going on with that scenario, all of a sudden they could have a, a $10,000 assessment in the next quarter. My ex-husband and I did that. When we bought our condo, we didn't realize that in the next couple of months after we bought, we had a fi extra $500 put on our- um, Per month? Per month. So you were effed. Yeah, we did get Your effed. Your lawyer We were paying that forever. Because guys, in riders, we put in there, that there's that that the seller is unaware of any special assessments that are planned or upcoming. Wow! So it was yeah. planned and upcoming, and we paid. You know, and so, so that's uh, a great example. That's, you got to look look to your lawyer. Everyone's trying to f you, guys. Everyone again is being selfish. Lawyer wants his legal fees to close. Agent usually wants their commission to close. Everyone is thinking about themselves. You got to think about you. Don't rely on everybody else. So I'll give you two more. Um, a condo building, mm -hmm. uh, a buyer actually. So we represented a. Um, the seller of the building. Uh, it said on the MLS sheet that pets were were, were allowed. Um, so there was actually a mistake made on the MLS sheet. Did they sheet. have to put down fluffy? Okay, so this is like an errors and omissions scenario and a scenario where a, a buyer should pay attention. So no, they didn't have to kill anyone. <laughs> but um, these yeah, people- You the word anyone, not anything. These people anything. hired fluffy a Fluffy went night-night. Right, the MLS data sheet says on the bottom, information is guaranteed but not reliable, something like that. Mm -hmm. So you're not supposed to rely on it. That attorney who read the condo docs never discussed with his client whether or not pets were allowed. Because he probably never read the MLS report. Okay, right. fast forward, okay. The people moved in, they had a pet. Everybody freaked out. They were told to get rid of the pet. It was a disaster. Um, turned out these people were a little challenged to begin with because they also sued the city of Hackensack for uh, for issues that had nothing related to this pet. But what happened was they bought an apartment. They had a dog. They couldn't live there with their dog. Had they done their due diligence and checked it, had they asked their attorney and checked it, they would have prevented this issue from happening. So yeah, that's but, and that's, that's, but that's a big deal because you're asking someone to get rid of a family member. It's of like, it's it like throw I just out grandma, something. you know? Actually. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that I would even ask a client, hey, do you have a dog or is that a concern? It's so funny. When you listen to these stories, guys, we're all experts on this panel. And I just learned something from you, Eric. I, I'm going to incorporate that now into Do you guys actually ask that kind of condo. question? Do you find out if a person has a pet? Well, I do, yeah. You do? Yeah. We because you were there. Him. Yeah. I'm on the buyer side, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I'm going to incorporate that. I just learned something. So the point is that look. if you, as that person, whether it's in business or home or whatever, what are your requirements? You need to check on them. Don't trust your lawyer. Don't trust your agent. Trust yourself. Do your due diligence. You can trust your lawyer and say, hey, can you get me that document that shows me that? But make sure you see it with your own eyes because you, stuff happens. You don't know what to look for sometimes. Even even if you've you've you're you're in one of our classes, you've gotten your real estate license, you know, you're helping a client, what if you don't know everything to look for? You don't for? need to know everything. You just have to have that gut feeling like do am I allowed to have my dog here? 
And then if you can't find the answer, just put everything on hold until you find it. Someone will be able to give you the answer. When the thing says pets allowed, you're just like, oh, great, pets allowed. That's why I chose this. It's just you still got to you still got to check. You got to see it in like a bylaw. So or no, a no, no, no. Clearly has not been listening to what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> so she's <laughs> now relying on she's now relying. She's going back to, well, you should rely on other people. No, that's how you get F. The whole purpose of this discussion is don't rely on other people. Rely on yourself. Invest in yourself. Do your own due diligence. Put in the work. If you don't want to put in the work, then expect to get F because now you're gambling, mm -hmm. right? You're closing your eyes and you're hoping you don't hit a tree. And you can – so let's take that a step back. You can rely on other people. However, they have to earn that reliability, right? So if Neem yeah. is my attorney yeah. and I know that when it comes to what really matters, he's going to answer my phone call and he's going to give me the right answer when I really say, hey, I need to make sure we're spot on on this. And when I know that he's going to do that, then I can rely on that. But if I just met Nima for the first time and I had no idea what his track record were, was and I didn't have someone to refer me to him, I would want to do my own due diligence because guess what? Once those papers are signed, right. he's it's done. It's my it's problem. Okay. <laughs> if I can't make the payment or if I can't have my dog there and my kids are crying, I'm the one that's going to be dealing with that every day, not him. Yeah. So very, very important. Yeah. And, and to Eric's point, guys, you know, when you get to, when you hopefully get to our level, maybe our level is not that high, but whatever it is, whenever you get to that level, you've hopefully developed a core team where you can begin relying on people. Um, my, my, Pessimism is not universal. I'm assuming everyone is just an entry-level participant with new crew. After five, 10 years of working with people, you do build a team of people you can and should rely on because you just won't have the time to do all this stuff yourself. So yeah, let me, Eric's point is valid and I will, I will divide my opinion on those of you who are newbies and just getting into the game. Perfect, and I have one more really interesting story. So Omar and I just did a deal. Um, and Omar and I have, I mean, I have probably five or 10 years more than you, but we both have yeah. many, 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 many years of experience. Maybe together we have 50 years of real estate experience. <laughs> um, we were in a deal where there was a buyer and a seller and uh, we had both the buyer and the seller. We were on the buy side. There was a seller on the sell side. Um, both parties had very professional legal representation. So fast forward. Transaction closes, everything is done. All of a sudden, the attorney for the um, buy side receives an email from the attorney for the sell side saying that they that the buyer owes the seller $12,000 in, in property tax credits. Talk about that, okay? So all of a sudden, now there's the seller who um, thinks that they're entitled to a $12,000 credit. There's this buyer who doesn't understand why all of a sudden he he owes the seller money when he's this is a prof professional buyer who's bought multiple times never had a situation like this before and is making noises because he knows the situation i'm talking about <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden now there's a problem because this buyer, i was not the lawyer <laughs> this seller okay wants to sue the buyer for this twelve thousand dollars okay and this seller doesn't understand. This seller's bought multiple properties for years and years and years. Always, you know, typically you think when you have a deal and you close and the contract, everything's done and it was clean. So me, you know, what this is still a, an issue that's going on, but in theory, the this the the buyer here was because F'd. the sorry, effed. See how emotional I am. Um, Keep that out. Boop. 
So the the buyer the buyer was effed because apparently there's a clause that goes in the contract that says what, Nima? Uh, well, typically you want to put in there and define what happens in the event there's a pending tax appeal, an assessment, a prorating of um, you know any reviews or any credits that are associated. Dumb with it down. I, I can't. It basically just says like, hey, listen, if there's a tax bill pending, you get X, I get Y, depending on the closing date, right? You pro rata divides it. So that wasn't in there. And, so and it's that's not typical. That's just typical in commercial transactions, guys. On okay. real estate, some people put it in, some people don't, but you know, it is something that should be considered. So basically, what happened is something that you know, again, with Omar and my 50 years experience, we've never run across a situation like this. So yeah. we were kind of like, we thought it was amusing when we first heard about it because we were like, this is impossible that this could happen. Mm -hmm. But now moving forward, you know, it's definitely something that we're going to look out for. And, um, and, and guys, to, you know, what Eric's also saying to you guys is that no matter how much experience you have, there's always novel issues that arise, yeah. right? Because what are the odds? Eric walked into a perfect storm. You know, how many people go through the trouble of appealing their taxes if they're selling their property, right? Either they've exactly. done it, lowered it so they can sell it, or they're not bothering it because they're just going to sell. Like, there's not that many people who are like, let me spend the time and resources to appeal my taxes and then still try to sell my property. Right. And, yeah. you know, those people should disclose that they've done that, that it's pending. Usually, they're the ones who should be smart enough to define that they're entitled to some type of credit because they've gone through that headache. And there was no clear-cut answer. So um, was this recent? This is a, this is something that happened about six months ago. So did yeah. did it get rectified? It's still not rectified yeah. because um, we've we've gone after multiple consults with different attorneys, and every attorney, including the tax office, has a different opinion. And um, you know, because it's silent. When your contract is silent, it's up for interpretation. Yeah, you know, so that's it's the a problem. struggle. We're not we haven't been able to resolve it yet because um, me being involved, I'm emotional and I like to do the right <coughs> thing. But at the same point in time, it doesn't it doesn't smell right so it's, it's not it's just a you. struggle it's not just a, like yeah. you know i had so here's here's something just recently happened i had a, a, a massive corporate client of mine's employee come to me and he was really stressed out his mortgage payments had gone up by eleven thousand dollars in two months he was freaking out and he's like i just bought this place a couple months like why is this happening right so he looked into it and it turns out that when they closed the seller had not paid taxes and it wasn't put on the hud so now he bought a property with a past due tax bill, Ooh. right? Guys, that is why you have lawyers and title service providers. So wait, providers. does that mean it goes lawyer. over to him? Yeah, it, 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 it attaches to the property. Tax bill goes with the property, you so can't he, get out of it. He didn't use an attorney? He did, and the attorney actually got pissed at me. For I was like, listen, I'll give you guys a couple of days to work this out, because clearly this so is- The attorney is liable. That I, I'm not going to comment because they, well, you I know, know, me and him hash that out. I but know the attorney should be liable. That's why you hire an attorney. If he misses something so blatant like right, that, that's huge. You can yeah. that buyer could sue that attorney that represented him. That attorney does have errors and omissions insurance, malpractice insurance, or malpractice insurance, but and that would cover the situation. It's also the title. It's also the title company. Yes, right. right? The title company is supposed to talk about title because title is huge in in real estate. It's right? a whole 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 other. Yeah, we have. Yeah. A, we're gonna have a thing. Yeah. we're gonna have a title. We're gonna. We will use the effing terminology in our title, <laughs> but um, yeah, guys, title's a whole other thing. But the point is, they they're the ones who ensure that transaction. So he got effed because he relied on. 
um, his attorney and the title company. And well, at the end of the day, what else is he going to rely on? He's a first-time home buyer. Like a lot of you investors, you have an obligation to be smart because you now stepped into a world where it's like you're like, I want to be a basketball player, and then you walk onto an NBA court. It, right. There's no like, there's no leagues in investors, right? If you get into the game, you're you're playing with pros. It's not like okay, well, this is the amateur investor property, and this is the expert investor property. Yeah. So you, that, that's actually a good point about what you just said with the pros. So early in my career, I represented a um, very high end. Uh, recording artist manager. So it was this young kid. Somehow he became the manager of some heavy-duty rapper. He was probably, I don't know, 25. And he had these two girls that he hired as his managers. So at closing, and this was this was like 15 years ago. He's buying, you know, a two million dollar house. At closing, he's sitting there uh, on his. Um, Sidekick. Sidekick. He was I playing a video. He was playing a video game at closing. You know, I know he said two fingers. And I was just sidekick. like, what? And I was, I was dumbfounded because here I am, I young. I, I was so excited to be the actual person selling this house, looking at this young guy who was just a little bit older than me, buying it, watching him at this huge transaction, playing a video game. And I was like, what the hell? This guy should be reading his papers. This should guy be, should be doing all this stuff. So obviously I was right because two years later he lost the house in foreclosure. But my point is, read everything. I don't yeah. care who you hire. If you're signing it, read it. And if someone doesn't yeah. let you read it, then don't to go scratch. Don't do it. Yep. You know, I was at a closing once, uh, probably about ten years ago, and this bank, who I have a really great relationship with, they always know that my closings take like an hour longer than everyone else's because closing. Because you read. Because I actually read. The documents now i i'm better i don't read them as much as i used to he actually reads that insurance writer thing book thing that comes with insurance policy and now the lawyers send me the paperwork the day before because they want me to read it before i get sense. to closing but even then you can't trust that because they could have changed it during the night so i always read it and it's just it's exhausting but remember your name is on the bottom line of whatever you do so you need to to be careful and that's why eric doesn't get effed he does the effing <laughs> <laughs> With that one, now I'm going to go look Sorry, for this lost. house, this house that I might get effed on. I'm going to go look and see if there are any, I have to call the, the, the town and see if there are any tax. No, you make an Oprah request. An Oprah. And yeah, you should actually call the tax assessor. But look, that should come up on your HUD and your lawyer. Just look for it on the HUD. You don't really have to go out of your way to so that. You do that. But you don't even, you're not even in attorney re review yet. So I would wait until they accept your offer. This okay. is what I'm talking about. She's so effed. She's already in the process of closing and what she needs to do to make sure she's not done closing. Right. So you are in love with an the idea. The idea. Yes, the right? idea. The dream of a house. And I did that. I bought a house. I'm in love with the idea. I, I looked at it when I was in my early 20s. I used to go to this house as a kid. Um, it was a couple blocks from where I grew up and it was a magnificent, gorgeous house. And, you know, I saw it pop up on the market one day. It was a pre-foreclosure. I said, I'm going to buy this house. And I became emotionally invested in buying that house. I'm in love with the man. I'm in love you with our it? kids. I'm in love Worst with decision of my life. I have pumped so okay. much money into that place because I didn't, if I thought to myself, okay, well, this is what it is. And it was a good buy. I still bought it very well where I'm still up. But if I rolled that money into a bunch of other projects and passed up and did something that wasn't that kind of a run out, yeah. it would have been better. I just had this idea that I, before I turned 30 years old, I needed to have this multi-million dollar house. And this was the one I would go there. And I was like, I'm going to fix this up, make it bowler modern. Bad call. Beautiful house. And it's going to be a good call at the end. But if I rolled that money into alternate projects, I would have quadrupled it by now. 
I was emotionally vested in the idea of proving something to myself. I played myself. So Omar, how do you how do myself? You, how do you stay out of being emotionally invested? Um, Tell us, because you're the expert on that. What getting effed? No, getting unemotionally invested. <laughs> oh yeah, not yeah. Not being emotionally invested. Dude, this I, man I is cold as ice cold. You girls out there. <laughs> like, no, so I mean, invite you to a hookah place and only order one hose. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually, but uh, <laughs> um, you watch us, watch sit there, watch him smoke hookah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, when it comes to your primary house, it's difficult not to be emotionally right. invested. I get that part, but when it comes to investments. It has emotions. a really cute, cute pool in the back. The but boys then, can invite all their friends over. I, so, uh, I see the life. That's why. Yeah, and Ooh. I think everyone who's looking for a house right now I is in it. that position. It just popped in my mind. But um, I don't know. It's, it's If you love the home, sure. But it, it still comes down to the all the other metrics. We'll see what happens. Can, can, can I? So, so there's some people watching this live, right? A lot of you guys are going to watch this recorded, but there's some people watching this live if you're one of the lucky few. Um, I have a question for you guys, and if you can comment on this, because it just popped in my mind. How many of you got, have you have gone into a, a relationship with either a man or a woman that you knew you weren't compatible with, but it was just an emotional decision because you really, really wanted them? And if you've done that, did that relationship end out end up well versus relationship you've been in that you guys you know, kind of spent that time to get to know each other and you realize I'm divorced. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Let's just put divorce. But you were probably madly in love when you met him. The emotions were definitely there. How did that divorce? But were the elements real estate? That's what I want to know. (laughs) Were (laughs) the, I'm all about real estate. Were the elements necessary for it to be a successful relationship present or were there red flags? Were there issues that you overlooked because you were emotionally attached? So guys, I want to see some comments come up on the live said when you're younger, everyone, everyone has that when they're younger. Perfect. Everyone. But you guys, so Patricia, are you acknowledging that there is a difference between the relationships you've thought through and the relationships you've impulsively jumped in because of an emotional desire? Is that what she said or you said? Yeah, no, she's she's saying that every, well, she's typing, but yeah, she's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Noel goes managing you too. (laughs) She, (laughs) She said, yes, of course. Okay, great. Who else other than Patricia is actively being awesome and hearing us be cool? She says woman power, right? For there you go. There you go. <laughs> so so I'm sure everyone on that's that's listening has has not thought through a relationship. It's it's part of growing up. It's part of becoming a man or a woman. Or or, or now I don't think or they do. Or, yeah, or right. it. I don't and know. that's a great point, right? If you don't know where you are with your relationship, whether you're a man, woman, or whatever, don't get involved in a real estate deal with that person. Okay. Without permission. Oh, <laughs> You played yourself, sir. He said person. Person, not with person. permission. Oh, oh. Like, is there an undo? Control Z? Make sure, <laughs> make sure you know who your partner is. Okay? So prevent yourself from getting effed in a partnership. Okay? Well, I mean, I think it depends on the partnership. Because if you're sure trying to prevent you know. yourself from getting effed in certain partnerships, yeah. Make sure you know who you're getting into bed with. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> Date that person. This spend time with that person. Go out to dinner we with that person. We were just talking about that. About, about toes in the water, guys. Listen, huh? go out and Partnerships, hang out. Yes. Hang out with that person. See them. Watch. Get drunk with that person. Interact with them. See how they act with their friends. Get to know their family. Get to know their friends. And by seeing how that person interacts in that scenario, will lead you to how they're going inter- to how they're going to interact in your partnership. Because there are challenges in real estate. You know, sometimes you could be flying high and making tons of money, and then all of a sudden the roof breaks, or there's a fire, or there's an issue with the tenant, and now everybody's like, "Oh my God, we don't have the money!" And you know, now you have to. Well, that's a lot of the getting screwed. You guys are getting screwed when you when. 
screwed, effed. And you have to make sure that that person <laughs> that you're going to um, be a partner with won't F you in the time. I want to say you're amazing, Patricia. She said oh, gems she are me. being dropped right now. She's she's saying that you guys are, are speaking truth. So. Yeah. Listen, we, all, we, co you. we come on this she's show so every week and we're not scripted. We're not rehearsed. No, we're not. We come out here and we spit out hot fire. And speaking of gems, right? My wife will argue that jewelry is a great investment. I think real estate's a better investment. So. I'm gonna do Erica a favor I like, here. I like the jewelry. I'll not too, go down that so road. We can do both. But guys, all of us at this table have been effed. Will still get effed. You do not reach a level in your life where you stop getting effed. It just understand that it'll happen. You get less effed less. Be cognizant of it. And figure out a way. And if if we can give you a recommendation, at least me, y'all, you are all gonna get effed. Just don't let the effing go on too long, right? End it quickly. Be cognizant of it because it's not gonna change or get better. And you just not gonna. It's not gonna go away. End it. Look at it and find a new way. Restructure. Replan. Move forward. So Patricia says, fail forward and fail fast. She's and she's auditioning to be on the show. And send us <laughs> send us send us your emails. Send us yes. your stories about getting effed, and we'll tell you how we would have prevented that or how we could have helped you identify that earlier. If you no send picks, in an email to info at recareercenter.com asking anyone a question, this is for people who are live with us or people who watch us on YouTube. If you send in an email asking any of our any of our power panel a question, we'll we'll go over it and you could be on this show. We could address your question right away. All right. So last words on being aft. How do you get aft? Well, how do you get out of being aft? <laughs> <laughs> how do you get out of being uh, aft? I would be able to answer that one. <laughs> how do you get out your final your final effing word? Um hey guys, just don't F yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be emotional. That's that's effing yourself. No, I mean in, in any form of context, like don't f yourselves. Be smart. Be diligent. Mm -hmm. And you remember every consequence you have, it, 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 action reaction. You getting effed is a reaction to an action you took. Everything you do, what comes back at you, it's like a boomerang. What is it? Newton's third law. Everything ha action has a reaction. So when you're getting effed, it's because of an action you took. It's not their fault. You let it happen. I like that. Right? So yeah. you did something wrong. Figure out what you did wrong. Adjust. Move on. And don't worry. It happens to everyone. Everybody gets effed. And then don't be afraid to sue the shit out of them. It happens to every man? What? All right. That's not what he said. Omar. Um, I think uh, just do your due diligence. Ask yourself what <laughs> could possibly go wrong and have solutions for it before it actually happens. Um, I'm with Eric and reading everything before you sign it. When I first got into real estate, I actually read through the entire contract, my loan documents. I read everything. And um, because of that, I think I had a much better understanding going into things. And just so you guys know, they've never effed each other. Very good partners. <laughs> Your final Lastly, word. Mo and most importantly. Your final word. Most importantly, okay? <laughs> most importantly, leave the lights on when you read the contract. <laughs> <laughs> If nobody yeah, can like, read a contract in the dark, you people, you mean you get your shit together. <laughs> so, so obviously that's in the spirit of this discussion, as my wife is texting me. But leave the <laughs> lights on. Go into something with your eyes open. Okay. Don't ignore. If you have a gut feeling or if you Don't think something is weird, chase after it. Learn about it. Leave the lights on. Look at everything. And then once you do that, you'll be able to go into a situation and understand it. So, much much easier. All right. So thank you for being with us from all of us here. Um, join us next time. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if you build it, you can own it. If you visualize it, you can own it.
Usually you have to own it before you build it, Eric. Visualize <laughs> Guys, Eric's out there adverse possessing a lot of your land right now, so you better look out. You see, you see a building popping up on land you haven't touched in 21 years? Bye. Oh, cheers.